Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is Relationship Wednesday, not just any Wednesday, and it is 5.30 in the morning in a very cold Los Angeles area, like super cold, and we are expecting a ton of rain in the next three days, I guess today, tomorrow, and Friday, and it was supposed to have already been here, so nothing has happened yet, but I am looking forward to it. These are good, like, little cocooning days. And we don't get them very much. So I'm going to take full advantage of it. So today's show, the whole theme of this week has been unfinished business. And it plays out in every single part of each one of our lives. I don't care who we are. Our unfinished business will find us the experiences that we need to have to grow through where we're at. And one of the biggest places it shows up super fast because you're getting pushed and prodded because you're so close to someone and what do they want from you and why is in a relationship. A lot of times, because people go unchallenged in life, Their family may just say, oh, they're always like that. And their friends may say, hey, I got you. I know that you hurt here and you hurt there. And we won't go there instead of let's go there. So avoid, avoid, avoid or dismiss or just don't have the time. But when you're in a relationship, you can't do that. You're there. A lot of your time is spent interacting Facing differences, making decisions, and then both of you living with the decision you made. Otherwise, you're going to have a super hard time coexisting. How do you unpack this emotional baggage? You have people who say, you know, my boyfriend pisses me off. I know he's doing it on purpose. I know it. It's like he does all he can to annoy me. Even the way he slurps his food bugs me. 
He's always paying attention to his phone over me. I swear it's like we're strangers. I'm starting to wonder if we're even right together. Maybe I'm missing out on the one. I start asking questions. But what do you think is really going on here? That's a long list of complaints, and it can go on and on. Anything from the way someone chews their food to the way they pay attention to their phone to the way they're just brushing their teeth at some point. And it feels like the relationship's kind of going along fine, you know, but these little actions, they start to irritate the heck out of you. And you start to wonder that you start, like, falling back because now reality's gotten too big on the fairy tale of what a relationship should be. And maybe you're in the wrong place, and let's fantasize about a new person who is going to come and be absolutely flawless and perfect. Imagine. Then you start to wonder, because now you've created a perfect imaginary person, why the person you're with doesn't make you feel as happy as they once did. And what we all don't know or don't think about, instead of wanting to run away and create another pedestal for an imaginary person to stand on and then shoot for that pedestal as though there is a perfect person, we don't stop to think that these feelings are totally normal. And they're very common. Even with people I know who've been together for years and love each other very much, and it's evident, if one does something that the other doesn't like, they just know where to give space and where not to give space. They know how to navigate because they have addressed their emotional baggage their unfinished business. Just like we have to do that with ourselves, a relationship is the biggest extension we have of who we are. That's why people feel like, wow, we've been together for a year. What they're really saying is, wow, we've made it through a lot. We've made it through some hard stuff here. I had to face myself to be with him or her. That's why anniversaries seem so big. Because we feel like we earned the anniversary. Some people, they're they're with someone and two weeks later, they're like, who? And then you say, oh, the magic wore off. It wasn't more than just an attraction. And once they got that out of their system, nothing else really mattered. And they were honest enough to say, hey, we have nothing in common. What were we thinking? Well, they weren't thinking. They just got caught up in curiosity and they got caught up in hopeful, wishful thinking. And of course, and we say this a lot, everybody's perfect in the beginning I still go back to that Latin saying that one of my friends told me that every new broom sweeps well. 
But once you've used it, does it still sweep a year from now? Can it still clean up around itself? That's really something to think about. And something that we don't even want to entertain when we first meet someone. We don't even want to think about anything being wrong with this person. We don't want our fantasy to go away. But it doesn't have to go away. What we really need is to understand being a human being and giving someone else the same courtesy we give ourselves as we get to know them. Because not only are you being exposed, meaning, you know, who you really are, what you really think, not just your little commercial that we give people when we meet them. We're all supposed to have like this two-minute elevator speech, whether it's business or life. I do this, I'm, I'm, I'm successful here, and, you know, you want to present this picture. But the picture can only live for a short time if you don't put a frame around it and put it on the table. You'll forget that picture. But the other person won't. They'll be like, well, you said that you felt this way about this, and now you're saying you don't. Well, where did you flip-flop? What did I miss? But they were maybe telling you what you wanted to hear, what they may have wanted to hear. Because emotional baggage does that. We all have it. It's not like a bad thing to have it. But if we don't address it, our lives are going to be run by it. If there's a car in the relationship, the steering wheel, the gas, and the brake, that's your emotional baggage right there. The only thing you get to do is sit in the seat. And the car is going to drive you wherever it wants to go because you do not know how to manage the steering wheel. So how big is unfinished business? Ask yourself. Some people don't even venture into relationships because they can't get the loop out of their head of their emotional business. So they don't even know how to explain it to someone else. They keep waiting until it goes away before they can meet somebody. They don't want to be exposed and face themselves because it might feel super hard or exhausting. I don't know if there's a difference between hard and exhausting, but they will stay away. They'll give you many reasons. I'm not in a place, I don't have enough money, I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have the right job, I want to still lose weight, I want this, I want, you know, it goes on and on. Why not? And a lot of that happens because we know we have some unpacking to do and we don't want to unzip the suitcase. We don't want to roll up our sleeves. But it helps us to understand why we all carry it with us. Why are we willing 
to carry the extra weight over facing it. Because our unfinished business, it's, it's made up, it has like this recipe, right? It limits our beliefs about ourselves. You can't, everyone else can. Who are you to have a successful relationship? You don't even have a good relationship with your parents or your siblings. And when I was a kid, this and this and this happened to me. Well, I got news for people who say when I was a kid. You're not a kid anymore. Take a look at why we are holding on. Because when we start limiting our beliefs about ourselves, we just shrunk wrap our lives. And unless somebody breathes some air into that bag, it's going to be tight and hard. You know those um, plastic bags that you put all your clothes in and if you put the hose of the vacuum cleaner in, it sucks all the air out and it's like this hard half the size of itself so you can stack more stuff in your storage. More stuff you'll probably never go back to again, but you still think you will. That's what we do to ourselves. And before you know it, that storage unit is full and you need another one. And then that one's full and you need another one. And it starts costing you more and more money a month to hold on to all that storage that you're going to get back to one day. I know I have all these analogies. I don't know where I'm getting them from. But as I'm saying them, I'm like, wow, that's true. (laughs) And wow, that's true. It is true. The attachments we formed with our parents, not even our siblings yet, our parents, And the other adults around us, when we were growing up, create memories that we use to project who we are. If our parents are hard workers, we will most likely be a hard worker. That's why they say things like, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. And it just sounds like so much to unpack. You're like, I'm doing okay. Hey, I still get to do what I want. I may not have everything I want. I may not have tried everything I wanted. But, you know, for the most part, I'm good. But deeper inside, deeper inside, we know we are here to face that the unacknowledged part of us, the part that now we're starting to talk about God or feelings or instincts or knowings. And some people just do not want to walk into that world. And it's not because they believe in God or not. And it's not because they are labeled non-spiritual or spiritual or a, what is that called, Um, when you don't believe in God. I can't believe I, I just forgot it. Atheist, when you're atheist and you're invested in being an atheist, you're invested in being an agnostic, this actually has nothing to do with that. 
whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe in religion or not, you still know that when you are not growing and you are not thriving and you are not facing yourself, that you're stuck. And we seem to find that very acceptable to say to ourselves, oh, we're stuck. We don't know where we're going, so we're just going to do the same thing every day. And then the couple starts saying things like, well, you know, we really don't have anything in common. But really what they're saying is we're not growing through each other, and we know that we need to. But for some reason, this relationship isn't stimulating me enough to try. And then people wish each other well, and they go on. Some get mad at the other person for going on and not sticking by them until they were ready. But that's what's really happening in a relationship. As you learn about yourself and examine, like really like you're in a doctor's office and they're asking you a million questions. Do you have this? Do you have that? Those questions are easy to answer because we can say, nope, never had that. Yep, had that. Nope, didn't have that. But they want to know so that they can take care of you. You need to ask yourself questions. You need to examine who you are. Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I snap back? Do I listen? Do I just start screaming? Do I throw things? Do I want to hit? Do I blame? Do I point fingers? Do I ever take responsibility? Who wants to answer that? Others than someone who actually wants to know who they are. There's people who asked me who they are and they wanted me like a magic number to tell them because they wanted to skip the examination part and they don't want to hear their own truth. That's why Christ says, first person you need to tell the truth to is yourself. And I'll add to that, the second person is the person that you are having a relationship with. Because once you do that little examination that will change the rest of your life, you may start to discover some things that you didn't realize before. And some of the stuff that you've been holding on to, once it's seen, you could say, do I want to keep this and throw it out, I think. I outgrew this one years ago. Why did I keep it there? Taking space. No wonder I'm anxious. No wonder I get angry. No wonder I scream at someone. I didn't understand enough about myself to accept myself, so how am I going to accept you? Instead, let me push you away with toxic words. Toxic actions. Let me surprise you with some really injured love behavior. And if you love me, you will stay for more. And we used to say, if you really love me, fill in the blank. You will. Why don't we say that to people? Why do we accept someone else? to put that on us 
think about that. Why do we? When you start facing yourself in a relationship and you start facing the relationship with another person, truly that's when you're really in. That is when you know that you care about someone. Because now you've gotten to the door and you're turning the handle. I don't care how slowly you're turning it, you're turning it. You're saying, I feel safe enough to face myself with this person. Someone who tells me they're always fighting, I always say, about what? What is your fight? Why do you use the word fight? What if you called it, I'm growing? Because I did not realize what an aggressive language we have when it comes to describing feelings that are hard to face. And because of that aggressive language we have, none of us want to be under that umbrella. Who wants to go around telling people we're fighting? All the time. Instead, what if you said, hey, man, we're, we're growing a lot. How your mental makeup adjusts to, hey, this person gets what's happening. They know that that's why they're there. And the fact that they know that means that they will get through this unfinished business. And when they get to the other side of it, they're either going to both be standing together or they're going to understand there is more. But now they know that they can get to the other side of it and they will be willing to face more. Because every single experience reinforces the trust that you have together. Attraction isn't just about chemistry. It grows through respect, grows through growing, and that thriving feeling like you are able to accomplish with this person because you are finding out the truth about you which helps you see the truth in them. We cannot see what we don't have. Time goes on. You will be able to trust that person with your life. You will not want to be separated from that person if you get in an argument, you don't use words like, this is over. You don't try to hurt the person because you have learned what makes that person work. And in your heart, you will not want to violate that 
because when truth, love, and purity enter the scene, they only propel. If that person keeps shaking the rug under your feet, negative begets negative. You have a choice. You either stay for more because it usually will not get better if you've already gone through the period of trust and the trust wasn't there. The person may have abandoned you when you were going through something hard. They may put you down for feeling bad. They may put you down for talking about your feelings. They're basically telling you, I don't really care enough to care if you want to stay, stay, and if you want to go, go, basically. And the person stays. Well, now they're in a toxic relationship, and they've done it by their own permission. They didn't solve their issues. They basically just added one more to that storage unit that is shrink-wrapped, which is going to shrink-wrap them a little bit more every single time. And then when it gets so heavy that it caves in, that's when somebody leaves and they take years to get over the pain that they've endured because they accepted to continue the relationship on unfinished business rather than finishing as they grow. Super interesting, isn't it, to see it that way? To do three shows just on unfinished business is scratching the surface. Because doing the work of the unfinished business feels so scary to us that we are willing to carry it over facing it. We have no templates to face it and feel like we're going to come out okay. But any person you speak to, able to somehow cross a line and do what they really, really love in their lives and accept where they are once they get there, had to go through facing their unfinished business. And the first thing Christ attacked, and it had to be an attack on how I was thinking prior to seeing him, everyday writing, everyday writing, self-accounting. I'm like, come on. And he's like, yeah, come on. Come on. Come with me. I hear you. Are you willing to hear me back? I really learned to listen. I learned to trust. I learned that growing can happen for real. It's not just the one someday thing today. It wasn't how I thought it was going to look or feel. It was hard. I didn't like it most of the time in the beginning. I still don't like the way it feels now because I always want an answer so fast. But I did learn to be patient because time really does answer every question. 
So if your relationship has conflict that you don't resolve and you continue, that's going to be tough. And if your relationship has issues that you guys can recover from, you're going to have a really good, good place to live in your heart, in your mind, and in your body. It really is that important. Unpacking our baggage is why we are here. Why do we have relationships? Because it forces the issue. And we owe it to ourselves. You guys, I'm done for today. I can't believe it. I could talk about unfinished baggage forever. I love you guys very much, and I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.